wrestling nerds, you're about to sink your ear holes into a big old serving of the motherfucking IndyCast. For over eight years, the best of independent wrestling interviews, pop culture, debates over topics like breakfast cereals and the Muppets, plus more innuendo than you could shake a goddamn stick at. So here is Maximus Chad Allen, Sticky Fucking Steamboat, Zach Romero, and occasionally Duchess Von Finger Bang Luna Lynn, as they bring you the fucking Indie Cats, exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the IndieCast. I am Zach Romero, joined here, as always, by the one and only Chad Allen. Chad, say hello. Hey, everybody. Got a little bit of an After Dark episode here. We are uh, we actually spoke right before recording. We have got a huge amount of fantastic new faces, uh, and perhaps some returning faces, uh, scheduled for the incoming week. So we're going to get back on the path of having fantastic guests and being the most interesting podcast that they're ever going to be forced to be on. That's right. Uh, But until then, we're having ourselves a little bit of an after dark, which has a very specific uh, sort of hook to it, which we'll get to momentarily. But first, got to derail the show. Of course. Chad, let's immediately date this episode. Okay. Uh, James Gunn's new Suicide Squad just came out. I know you watched it. I know I I watched it. Without getting too heavy into spoiler territory, how did you feel about the movie? What did you think? Uh, I, I I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I definitely liked it better than the other movie. Uh, but the other movie's script was uh, at least the edited the, the editing version. The editing they did for that one was a was a steaming pile of shit. Um, and that would be another one I would love to see what the director actually had planned first before DC like grabbed it by the dick and threw it across the room. Um, <laughs> but uh, this one was was very enjoyable. Had a lot of really good uh, laugh moments, but some really violent action scenes. Uh, and the first ten minutes was completely unexpected. Okay, uh, and that is all I will say on on that. You you need to definitely watch at least the first ten minutes because it I... is going to completely throw you. I will say uh, I I thought it was excellent. I enjoyed it a great deal. Uh, my thought is it doesn't. It super doesn't feel like a dc comic book movie which i know no. is the whole point but what it actually feels like is it feels like somebody gave james gunn too much money that's what it feels oh like. yeah oh i'm just yeah. like it kind of like i know for a fact like yeah all these characters are legit and they're all from the comic books but it definitely just feels like he just made fucking people up like he was just like oh this guy does this and this lady does this because it just doesn't follow really much of any kind of cohesion in regards to a traditional comic book story. Right. Um, so it's super done. Like I, I can't say it's like my favorite comic book movie ever, just because it no. super doesn't feel like a comic book movie. Um, I will say it's absolutely one of my favorite James Gunn movies and uh, super loved polka dot man. Super yes. loved King shark. Yes. Um, just the cast in general is fantastic, obviously, but those two really stuck out as like, nope, I love these two characters. This this might be, other than like Rocky, my favorite thing that Stallone's ever done. That's <laughs> true. He's very good. He's, He's very good. This is, you know what this is? This is definitely uh, 
Stallone looking at Vin Diesel and going, uh, Vin Diesel playing Groot and going, well, fuck, I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> and, sure. and like, and knocked it out of the park. He completely is hysterical with that one. So one actually, you know, who else, you know who else is really good? And we'll keep it slightly wrestling related here. Cena's wonderful. Cena's fantastic in it. <laughs> it's like, so good. So good. It's like, uh, fuck this wrestling thing. Cena's I'm awesome jazzed in this as movie. hell that he's going to get his own show. Yeah, that show's going to be fun. So, uh, But uh, one thing I was going to mention that I, it just dawned on me now is that I feel like the, the Suicide Squad, even though I just got done saying it's not a comic book movie, is probably the closest I'm ever going to get to a proper Justice League movie. Because my favorite version of the Justice League is the Justice League that was written by Keith Giffen in the okay. late 80s. And the whole story there was DC approached Giffen and was like, hey, would you want to write Justice League, like an ongoing weekly book for Justice League? And he was like, oh, my God, of course. And they're like, oh, fantastic. Just sign here. He's like, oh, oh my God, what an opportunity. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then when it came time to like, all right, let's start scripting some stuff. He was like, oh, well, I got this idea. And Superman's going to do this, and Batman's going to do this, and Wonder Woman's going to do this, and Green Lantern's going to do this. And they were like, yeah, um, about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Superman has got his own thing we're going to be doing with him, so he's not on the team, and neither is Wonder Woman. And you can use Batman as, like, cameo appearances, but he's not going to be a full-time member. And he's like, well, then who the fuck do I get? You get all these bags of shit. And it was just a bunch of, like, either recently made up or just sort of like thrown together characters. And so once he saw that this was going to be his roster, he was like, well, I'm not going to sit here and look like an asshole and try to tell like a tier fucking justice league stories for, right. a, you know, C grade team. So instead he inverted it and it just became like a comedy book where like, they still were superheroes and shit, but like they bickered all the time and they didn't get along and, you know, they knew that they were jokes and like it was just very self-aware and very funny. And so I feel like obviously this was like a hard R version of that. But right. I think this is probably the closest I'm ever going to get to a Giffen League possibly because, on film just because, you know, it's a ragtag team and, you know, it's a bunch of nobodies. And, you know, if, if they don't survive, like who's going to mourn them kind of thing. And so, uh and I think I want to say Pete Davidson character is from Booster Gold, which who is a member of the Giffen Justice League. So okay, there's my little tie-in. But uh, but yeah, no, it's fantastic. And similar to my whole rant about uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, immediately I'm like, okay, well, how much merch can I fit in my butthole? Because right, <laughs> looking for now. I need to. I might need a King Shark figure. That's definitely going to possibly be a thing. That's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, uh, we got, they, they have little miniature blind boxes, like Funko makes them. Nice. Okay. Uh, the King shark has a foot in his mouth. Like he's eating a foot. Nice. Um, you are, we got, by the way, you blind boxes, you are speaking my language. I know, then I know. Like... But, uh, we, we happened upon one. We tore that son bitch open and got polka dot man. So we were thrilled because Luna and I have terrible luck with blind box stuff. So we lucked the hell out. We were super excited. You know, who's amazingly really good at blind box stuff. Um, my, our friend Robin, who's my, who's her oh. godmother, um, makes Shelly pick all her blind box shit now. Cause Shelly, for some reason can reach in and has now, I think on three different occasions, picked the chase figure on a, uh, on a blind box grab. 
So I don't know how the hell she does it, but she just would like reach in. But now whenever we're with Robin and there's a blind box thing she wants to get, she looks at Shelly and goes, well, pick it out because <laughs> she's like, I'm going to get shit. You're going to get the goddamn chase every time. So, uh, so yeah, three different occasions she's pulled the chase. I don't remember uh-huh. which ones they were, but. Perfect segue. Okay. The godmother of your two children. My adorable two children. Yep. Yes. Your adorable two children have stepped up here and are helping yes. us out in this particular episode of uh, they have. After Dark. Uh, we've got a bit of a Q&A session from uh, from these young ladies uh, directed to, I suppose, the two of us. Yes. And uh, I'm sure that they'll take our answers in their entirety and present them to uh, show and tell. Yes, exactly. Um, so um, so yeah, quick, sure. quick, quick rundown. How old are your kids? Uh, how much of wrestling do they give a shit about? They are uh, 11 and 6. Uh, the 11-year-old, Shinamite, uh, is semi-interested in wrestling. She's not against it. She likes going to the independent, live independent shows with me. Actually, the uh, we went recently to a Tampa Bay Pro show, uh, and the whole reason we ended up going to that was because Cheyenne was actually lamenting that we had not been to an independent show in quite a while. And I went, you know what? Let's see if we can find one. And Tampa Bay Pro happened to be running one, and we had an excellent time. Thank you to the Tampa Bay Pro folks for uh, having us out. I bought tickets, not like I got in for free. But um, still, thank you for putting on a great show. Um, So, uh, yeah, so Cheyenne likes it. Piper um, will has because she's six. uh, She has a very short attention span uh, because she's six. uh, So... She made it through about the first four matches and then was playing games on uh, Shinamite's tablet for the rest of the time. Uh, So her wrestling is um, meh. Uh, The good news is actually there is uh, a good mix of she they they very much went uh, uh, very much like us and are kind of all over the place in their questions. Uh, So uh, she's got she's cut. They've got some weird ones on here. They've got some good ones on here. I'm interested to uh, I'm actually interested in some of these answers. because uh, they're they kill me, and they apparently sat down, and uh, the two of them took a lot of time when the idea came up, because they were asking something about being on the show, and I went, you know what? Write some questions for me and Uncle Zach, and we'll we'll answer them. They went okay, and immediately had a paper for me. So, so I'm I am proud of them. So, uh, well, here let's let's go through the questions that they asked. So, yes, let's. What is your favorite wrestler? Is your I guess who would be the better question? Who is your favorite wrestler? Oh, you have to answer that first, no doubt. Oh, hundred uh, percent. Um, it, well, and interesting because uh, everybody thinks I named my younger daughter after him. I did not. Uh, but uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper has uh, has been my all time favorite since I was a kid. Um, I love Roddy. Um, uh, Mick Foley is a second. Um, anything Mick does is pretty well uh, freaking awesome. So I think that'd probably be my uh, one and one B or maybe one and two would be Piper and Foley. Now, see, here's the difference between you and I. Mm-hmm. You are what we like to call a smart man. Right. Me, not so much. Uh, because the smart move is to definitely go after a wrestler who's long since retired and or dead so that you're not hurting anybody's feelings of all the independent wrestlers that we know personally. Right. Me, on the other hand, big dummy. Uh, those answers would absolutely work for me. I love both those wrestlers. However, when I heard this question, my first thought was, 
am I not my father's son? Yeah, that's true. So I would have to say my favorite wrestler is probably John Davis. Yeah. Um, because A, he's an exquisite wrestler and a very scary person. Uh, however, he's also uh, been very thoughtful. And uh, I would definitely, if Luna and I were to get married again, I would definitely have John Davis as either my best man or as the actual uh, like pastor of the uh of the actual ceremonies. And then I would assume that he would like Siberian bear crusher, the fucking wedding cake. <laughs> if you so, guys ever renew your vows, please make sure he's the best man because I would like to do the wedding actually. Cause I missed the last perfect. one. So, so if I could, if I could officiate the wedding, you could be another, another couple booked? that I've had something I'm done. I will be there. It's just so, that easy. It's just that easy. wrestler. Um, now, if you ask me my favorite independent wrestler, by the way, uh, John, uh, John would probably be my answer. Oh, okay. as well, by the way, um, well, everyone's uh, going to be mad at both of us. So there you go. Right. Well, yeah, but then, but that John's standing behind you and me. So who wins? Oh, um, so uh, especially by the way, if, if anybody did not get to watch uh, and I haven't got to watch it all the way through yet, uh, but they did uh, the scenic city invitational tournament this weekend, mm-hmm. which was uh, this past weekend, which was on IWTV. So you can go back and watch it. Uh, tell them the IndyCast sent you. I don't think it'll get you anything, but let them know that people are watching. But um, but yeah, John fought. Oh, I can't think of his name. Another really big guy, though. And they did a lucha. They did a lucha set in the middle of the match where like they were throwing freaking head scissors and you know all sorts of shit. And it, you should go find it just to watch that. That 30 seconds of time is the most exquisite piece of wrestling footage I've seen in a while. Um, absolutely wonderful. So, uh, well, question two, interesting follow-up on this one here. What is your favorite wrestler move? Here, what is your favorite wrestling move? Ooh, good question. Um, oh, geez. So I will tell you that I think one that could be reused, um, I would say... Um, I would say probably a good clothesline. Like if okay. you can catch somebody a flip, that's always good. True. Um, if it was like a one-off, one-and-done kind of thing, I think uh, White Mike uh, releasing like the thousand punch attack, knife edge chop to uh, Rex Bacchus's dick uh, in Ignite was probably like my favorite wrestling move of all time. When, you know, when White Mike had him uh, straddled on the rope and pointed to another man's dick and said, that's going to die. And then he <laughs> chopped it a thousand times. That's what wrestling is for. That's true. Um, here's how I look at this move, this this question for me. When I was younger and used to do E-Feds, mm-hmm. as many of us did back in the day, mm-hmm. Um did you do E-Feds at all? I feel I like absolutely you did. did. I absolutely uh, did. So what was, so, okay, well then I'm going to add a, I'm going to, so I'm going to derail slightly here. What was your gimmick? Um, it was basically, I was doing like a Sergeant Slaughter kind of shtick. Okay. Um, and here's the best part. It was, mine was a mail-in one. Okay. I wasn't even doing the online. Oh, jeez, you I did the, doing, the old mail stuff. Because it was in the back of a, of a magazine, like a wrestling Yeah, magazine. Pro Wrestling Illustrated used to have it all yes. the time. I know exactly what it was. Yes, so that was the one I was doing. And I don't fucking remember anything about my shit, because my shit was very lame and boring. What I remember is that the champion for the longest time was, was named Kmart Hot Dog Hogan. And I, will, <laughs> I will never forget that for as long as I live. 
How have we not made that an actual Kmart gimmick yet? Dog Hogan was our uh, was our reigning and defending forever champ. Good God! Well, what, so what was your finisher then? Uh, I want to say it was like a ripcord clothesline or something like that. Okay, so so you are sticking. Okay, so you're sticking to 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 gimmick there. You it, definitely a clothesline is definitely your move. So you were you were using the rainmaker before the rainmaker was the exactly. rainmaker. Okay, um, for me, um. Uh, it, uh, my character, because my nickname was Jester in high school, so I had kind of the evil clown type of gimmick type of deal. Um, but I always loved the Death Valley Driver, um, especially when done like really well. So, like some nowadays, the Death Valley Driver looks more like a suplex than it does an actual driver. Yeah. Uh, but in the, back in the day when it was an actual, you know, when people were like hurting their necks constantly doing <laughs> dumb shit for <laughs> our entertainment, just hurting themselves. Um, the the Death Valley Driver for some reason always seemed like that murder death kill move and it was always my finisher, um, and even when I've made myself on video games, even now when I make when I just make me in like a you know fucking IndyCast shirt because my gimmicks now are just IndyCast stuff, um, I still give myself a Death Valley Driver for a finisher. Uh, I still think it's a cool move and one that I'm always gonna one that I always get a kick out of. I think the last person that really did it well was amazingly enough the Godfather. Um, had a, re- a pretty decent Death Valley Driver. I will uh, tell you that for me personally, I love when little guys do the Death Valley Driver. Okay. I, re- I remember like ECW, there being guys who would do it and like their whole body would ju- it was almost like weird editing, like because they had them up <laughs> and then they go with the momentum. But because like they were about the same weight, you would see this like the whole it was just very interesting to look at. And I feel like sometimes bigger guys, it kind of just becomes, like you said, it's just sort of like a big suplex. Right. Uh, question three. She, they're they're going to get us off of wrestling for a second here. Good, good. They take um, after their dad. Batman or Spider-Man? Oh, 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 all right. Are we sure they don't listen to the show? Um, <laughs> no. You go ahead no, and answer this da- first. No, because Daddy curses too much, so oh, I, that's true. I, don't that's let, true. I don't let him listen to it. I'm, I'm trying to like make sure I'm not cursing too much right now so uh, they can listen to this one. Um, uh, you, you know what? And part of this is almost not fair because like this question I'm sure came about because of Piper. Piper is a huge Spider-Man fan. Her room is done completely in Spider-Man stuff. She owns Spider-Man pajamas. She has a Spider-Man mask. Like she's got Spider-Man toys. She's got Spider-Man Legos. She loves Spider-Man. Um, and I've never seen her so quiet as when we just watched um, the first Spider-Man movie recently with Tom Holland. Uh, oh, cause okay. we're Because okay. we're watching all the Marvel movies in order, and that was the one we hit was um, the the first Spider-Man movie, and she absolutely loved it. Um, so if for nothing more than for Piper, I feel like I have to say Spider-Man. Um, maybe it's just because Spider-Man's a little bit of a lighter character too, kind of. Like Batman's so dark and bright. Don't get me wrong, my favorite like comic book character of all time is Joker, but I don't know. There's something about Spider-Man that I think I, if I had the choice between the two, if we're taking Rogues Gallery out of it, I'd much rather watch a Spider-Man movie than a Batman movie. Okay, okay. I'm actually trying to think of like I'm trying to compare them beyond just movies. Like I'm like okay, so. Who had the better cartoon show in the nineties? Like, well, I think probably Batman the Animated Series is probably better than yeah. one. And it's like, all right, but which one of them has the better ride? Well, Batman's got that crappy roller coaster at Six Flags. 
and Spider-Man ride is like ridiculous. So right. it clearly goes to Spider-Man. And the Spider-Man ride they have at the, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the clips of the Spider-Man ride at the Avengers campus that they have out in California. Oh, that I have look, seen some of that. That one looks pretty fun too. I won't lie. True. But the original Spider-Man ride at Universal was so great that they put it in twice. Right. Oh yeah. Thank you. Transformers ride. You're useless. Um, Mm-mm-mm. Transformers really suck, by the way. Just <laughs> here's the thing: if they had gone the original Spider-Man route with it, and it's the exact same ride, but it was like Gen One cartoon Transformers, true, that would be the jam. Yeah, but see, they weren't going to do that because of the stupid Michael no, Bay. It movies. had to be the Michael Bay ones, All right? Um, I don't know, man. Movie-wise, I'm burnt out on both of them right now, so I'm like, yeah. uh, um, you got, you got uh, No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home coming up pretty soon, so. Yeah, but you also got the Flashpoint movie with Michael Keaton as Batman again, so. True. Uh, yeah, but that's Michael Keaton suiting back up as Batman. How awesome is that? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure he'll probably just mostly be Bruce, but still, I love him still. and Bruce Wayne. Right. He is my favorite portrayal of Bruce Wayne. Because... I could agree to that because it is the only incredibly realistic portrayal of Bruce Wayne. And by that, I mean, if you had a billion dollars and you spent all your time beating up random thugs in the (laughs) night, you would absolutely be a basket case who didn't know how to talk to regular people. Right. And, like, that entire scene where they're, like, at the party at Wayne Manor and, like, Arliss is like, oh, it's just armor, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, it's, you know, ancient Japanese. And he's like, well, how do you know? And he goes, because I bought it in Japan. Like, that's the kind of, like, detached weirdo that I'm like, yeah, that's that's what Bruce Wayne would be like. Because that's how money people are. Like, look at Jeff Bezos wearing a cowboy hat and being like, hell yeah, about going into space for 10 seconds. You have that much money, you just, your brain cracks, and then that's it. Uh, For the sake of time, I'm going to go with Batman, but I'm going to think about this in the shower later and cry. So, So, uh, next question. If you could be any wrestler, who would you be? Oh, um... If I'm giving, like, the answer of, like, oh, man, this would be, as long as there was none of the, like, backstage drama, like, I would actually be Macho Man. Macho Man all day. There you go. Um, In reality, like, who do I think I, like, if it was, like, Freaky Friday and it's like, uh uh-oh, you're the wrestler that you most, you know, match, I would have been Road Dog Jesse James in, like, the Attitude Era. Just a (laughs) lot of talking shit. And when it came to wrestling, not really that great. Uh, okay, so I like the way you're going with that one. If I were, if like, if I you were, had your choice, and then like the reality of the situation. If I had my choice, I know it sounds cheesy because he's my favorite, but God, I would love to be Piper. Mm-hmm. I would love to be. I would love to be '80s Piper, Piper's Pit era Piper. Just cracking like, a coconut over somebody's noodle. Yeah, oh God, yeah, and like you know smashing gold records over Captain Lou Albano's head and, you know, just making people mad all across the country. I would love that, that power um, to be able to do that. Like, yeah, that, that rock and wrestling era Roddy Piper 
is absolutely wonderful. Now, like, again, if we took, like, talking about my EFED gimmick, if we were going to, like, Freaky Friday with somebody in my EFED gimmick, I would totally then be dropped into Doink's original heel gimmick. Because that's basically what my character almost ended up being, was, like, the the really creepy, like, Pennywise heel Doink. I'm really hoping this isn't this is gonna this I'm not intending for this to come off insulting. Surprising okay. that you went with Doink and didn't go with one of the oddities since they literally came out with ICP. Yeah, no, I, that was that like uh, even on the early version of the oddities, uh, um, you know, Jester was never really an oddity. It was he was really like kind of dark and calculating. Evil doink. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's fair. Uh, okay, I know you're, I could almost answer this question for you, I think. What is your favorite movie? Oh, man, that's a tough question, kids. It, um, it, it isn't, because you're going to say Reanimator. How dare you try to box me in like that? Because um, <laughs> that's what you always say your favorite movie is. I've heard, I've, I've bought you Christmas gifts based off of Reanimator because of how much you, how much you, this is true. Oh. He's not wrong, folks. He's not wrong. Um, like, you know how excited I was to find that little VHS tape, uh, uh, Christmas ornament with the reanimator stuff on it. I was I mean, like, I was like, well, I know what I'm getting Zach this year. There it is. In case you couldn't guess, Chad is very good at gift giving. Um, I bet. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. I suppose it's reanimator. As a quick aside, uh, I watched Jim Carrey's The Mask last night. Really? Okay. I I had saw a clip of it online, and I was like, I own that on VHS. I'm pretty sure, and I did, and I watched the whole thing, and it still holds up. It's still good? Okay. Yeah, it's it's still pretty funny. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about those kinds of movies as of late. But yeah, Reanimator's probably it. Like, I don't know why I'm trying to fight it. It's so funny and so interesting, and, like, the effects are really good. It's very good in the sense of, like, there's artistic push behind it, and some of the effects are interesting and kind of like, how the hell do they do that? And the acting is is uh, very cheese, and, and I just, yeah, I love that movie. Um, I'm trying to think of what your answer is. I'm thinking probably Jurassic Park. If I had to, yeah, guess. of course, <laughs> yeah, because it holds up so well. Uh, uh I, I would say one B would probably be John Carpenter's The Thing. That would probably be my one B. <laughs> uh, no, my favorite movie of all time, still, still to this day, uh, is, is actually Blues Brothers. Um, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. I, abso- I absolutely, and, and I'm such a huge John Belushi fan, and I think that's obviously a lot of it. But I absolutely love the Blues Brothers, and I can, I know that movie by heart. I can, I know the music. I can quote scenes without a problem. So, uh, as, as a quick aside, now, first of all, is like the fact that it's a musical. Does that inspire that does- you in any way? That doesn't hurt things. No, it definitely doesn't hurt right. things in the least. Because you're a big theater kid. So I am. I feel like that that helps it in some capacity. Um, what did you think about the Dan Aykroyd directorial film, Nothing But Trouble? I don't know if I've seen it, to be 100% honest it's with you. It's pretty panned. It's pretty panned. It's got uh, Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, uh, John Candy. It's very, very trying to be a dark comedy kind of like the closest thing I would relate it to is like almost like a Beetlejuice kind of sort of was Eckroyd an old man paint was he put, yes, was he, he was. an old man okay I, yes, I remember reading about it I don't think I've ever actually seen it and you know why I haven't seen it it has very little to do with Dan Aykroyd in this instance I don't like Chevy Chase well here's the thing 
this movie's not gonna convert you. Uh, yeah, okay. He plays a a smarmy douche, so it's like that's if you're if you already have a problem with that going in, this is not gonna make you be like, you know what? Now that I've seen it at a hundred and ten percent, I think I'm changing my mind on this. Like you're gonna be right. like, mm, exactly what I thought. But I I just happen to stumble upon, um a couple of like podcasts and, and reviews about it. So I was watching it. I had never really seen it. I just knew of it. And so seeing some, some kind of videos on it, I was like, Oh, interesting. Um, cause I, I had fallen down a big John Candy rabbit hole. John Candy's amazing. Uh, John Candy, I don't think gets the credit he deserves for a lot of the stuff he's been. Uh, interestingly enough, John Candy also in blues brothers. Yes. Um, and it definitely has a very quotable line in there. It's like orange whip, orange, Orange whips. Uh, like for some reason that one always gets me. Um, but uh, what what would be your other like if you had to go? God, wasn't John Candy good in fill in the blank? Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Okay, mine would be. God, wasn't John Candy great in Uncle Buck? That would be Uncle mine. Buck's really good too. Yeah. But no, pla- planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, with uh, him and Steve Martin together are. Ju- it was just so good. That's such a great movie. Um, and 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 actually very like very almost poignant at parts like there's some really like deep parts in that movie there and you, it really you is forget about of, it i kind of missed that about older comedies like or i guess i should say i missed that in comedies it was something that came up every once in a while in older comedies where it's like there would be moments where you're like hey i'm, I'm feeling emotions like this is not just like haha pee pee poo poo funny like this is right we're telling some life lessons. We're telling some truths right. here. Like that's, that's always something I, I enjoy, especially when it's done really well. Like I, I much prefer that sort of direction as opposed to, Hey, I've been a comedic actor and I'm very successful at it. And now suddenly here's a 180 degree turn. And now I'm suddenly going to play like the devil in this next movie. Or you whatever. mean, you mean Jim Carrey, <laughs> Jim Carrey, Will Ferrell, Bill Murray, I could probably figure out more if I really thought about it. Like there's so many cases of that. Like Murray does it. Well, it's something about Jim Carrey though. Like Jim Carrey sometimes takes himself. I feel like takes himself way too seriously. Um, Like dude, your biggest movies race Ventura and like dumb and dumber. We let's ponder a second. Like what your life is. I mean, I don't know, but also as a quick aside, I, I know full well that it has aged terribly could watch Ace Ventura every day. Really? Okay. Could watch Ace Ventura every day, could watch The Mask every day. They're just, I'm just like, mm-hmm. Like, I don't, it's not even like I die laughing every time. I'm just like, mm-hmm, yeah. I just, feel like, I feel good. like The Mask, also the only movie that uh, Cameron Diaz was hot in. Luna actually had the greatest line on that, which was, that was the, like, the rise, apex, and fall of the hottest <laughs> that Cameron Diaz ever was was in that movie. And that's like her first role ever. And yeah. it's like you hit the yeah, Orson Welles, you hit the peak too early. You know, you know who else who has uh, has a movie just like that? Um where it's the only movie she's hot in. It's uh definitely uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and Hocus Pocus. hundred percent agree on that too. So only hot in that movie. Yeah. Not hot in anything else. So Sorry. hot that I actually subscribe to the similar con- conspiracy theory of Alec Baldwin that Alec Baldwin isn't actually in Beetlejuice. That was another Baldwin brother. Uh, and then they killed him after the movie wrapped. 
and just swapped him out with the smarmy Alec Baldwin. Like, if you told me that, like, actually, that's Sarah Jessica Parker's twin sister in Hocus Pocus. Right. And then she died in a scooby accident afterwards. I'd be like, oh, that's a shame. Is that a little like the Ultimate Warrior rumors that, like, I, the original warrior died? Clearly, that was for anybody who looked a certain way at a certain time. Right. Uh, next question. Very interesting one because we live in Florida. What season do you like the most? Well, I will start by saying this. Uh, I, st- even though it's been hotter than, it's been so hot the devil would sigh as of late. Right. Um, I was a stark defender of Florida and God help me. It gets harder every day. Uh, but, uh, um, in college, uh, there was, uh, I took a poetry class and there was a girl in the class who was from Georgia and all of her poems would be about how much she wants to leave Florida and how much better Georgia was. And so I, I wrote a poem that was basically like peaches suck and go ahead and don't let the door hit you on the way out. Like, I, was <laughs> like, I was like, I've lived up North. All you can do is go to malls. We've got theme parks here and beaches kiss my ass. Um, but seasons, uh, winter all the way. Yeah. Um, I love it as cold as it can get in Florida. Like I remember going up North to Ohio, probably Jesus, like 10 years ago. And it was like slightly cold and I thought I was going to die. So I've clearly grown out of like true Northerner right. winter, but Florida, when it's down to like, when the, the, the ideal is when I wake up in the morning and I have to get out of bed to go turn the heat on because the house is too cold for me. That's that's living. Right. See, I guess see my, my answer is autumn is fall in the North. Okay. Like I, yeah, I, I kind of want something very similar. I want to be able to get up. I want like, I want red and yellow leaves. I want to have to wear like a flannel and a, and a, you know, a, a warmish jacket, but not super heavy. Uh, you know, maybe maybe a jaunty hat to keep my head warm. Uh, I need that, but I guess in Florida that's winter. Uh, so that's so I guess we kind of have the same answer depending yeah, on where we're I at. So. I want a Florida winter or a, or a good northern or northern autumn. Uh, that's that's what I need. And like, take my advice when autumn starts to roll around. Like we're getting we're heading into season right now for like. You know, obviously with Halloween season, which is a big thing for for all of us, uh, but we're also getting into the like, you know, pumpkin pie scented candles and like ish like that. I'm I'm all about that all day, every day. Once we start getting into that stuff, um, yeah, I'm, you know, bring me a pumpkin spice latte. I don't care how basic I seem. Uh, that's delicious. I'm going to drink it and I'm going to enjoy every second of it. What is your favorite video game? I feel like I have a one A and a one B on this one here, and I'm not sure which order they go in. Um, uh, Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. I love me some Street Fighter, and I love me some Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Interesting. So, did you ever the- play the sequel? To uh, punch out the one that was what on like the SNES well, like there was Bear I, I misspoke you're right so there's the sequel that was on SNES but there was actually a sequel on NES that ended up getting a name change it, no it's called Power Punch and it's okay. a sequel to Mike Tyson's Punch Out but okay they took his name and likeness off of it because 
we got into some real sticky situations at the end of that uh, right saga. Um, but did you ever play uh, Punch Out for the Wii? I did, uh, and, re- and really enjoyed it. Especially that I love that they like for the first part of it, um, just basically, you know, bopped up the the image, you know, bopped up the graphics for basically the game, the first game all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really enjoyed that. That's like, you know, the, um, but it was still kind of the same game the the first time, but then the, uh, like the, Hey, we're not going to let you do the same tricks this time type of thing. I thought that was, yeah, that they that reinvent was everyone's fighting style. Yeah. Yeah. Very clever. And also that theme song is just absolute a Bob. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And actually, you know what? I discovered today that I really enjoy um, the girls and I were playing Super Smash Brothers earlier, which is slowly moving up into my favorite game list. As well. Hey, that's great. And um, I really like Little Mac. Uh, Little Mac, Little is, Mac is, is fun to play as, but uh, I feel like he falls victim to stage select. A little bit, yeah. More than most. Because especially when he starts throwing those big haymakers, uh, you're ability to recover off the stage is like next to nothing. Oh God. Yeah. No. So, so as soon as you overshoot that shot, you're like, Oh, goodbye everybody. Like that's. So who was the other person I found out it was really good at today with too. Uh, Um, not Simon Belmont, but, um, the other character from Castlevania. Richter Belmont. Richter. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm really actually pretty decent with Richter. Good. Good. you and I can uh, you and I can tag team as as uh, the Belmonts. I'd be fine. The Belmonts. <laughs> well, yeah. the, and, and don't worry. The, the girls will gladly challenge us to that one, and we're going to be getting beaten up by flipping. Uh, Cheyenne's been using a bayonetta recently. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, I'm sure that won't be... result in some splaining later. Right, uh, but it's legitimately it's bayonetta. Uh, it's it's like it's bayonetta and and freaking. Uh, Kirby. So I mean, that's the a, weirdest damn tag I'm team sure you've ever seen. I'm sure there's fan art somewhere that we can't show. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. Of that team up. But um no, it's great to hear. I love I love that you're getting to the Belmonts. Uh Belmonts are great to um kind of dictate the pace a little bit of a, of yeah. a fight because you can really create some good distance with those weapons. Yeah, you can. Just be like, guess what? You stay at an arm's length. But similar to Little Mac uh Belmont's recovery when you get like thrown off a stage is tough. You yeah. can hook that that chain and pull yourself up if you're lucky, but like if you if you're watching like really really high level people play, some of their recovery like they'll get launched into another universe and they'll like, "Oh, I jump jump and now I'm back on this and you're like, "How is that right. even possible?" Right, exactly. Um so yeah, you just happen to be falling in line with characters so that's tough with. But as long as you're grounded, like with Little Mac, if you can keep your footing, if you can stay centered, you're tough to beat, especially yeah. when you're just throwing those haymakers around. Like, it's really tough. Um, but good, that's that's wonderful. Now, similar to that, similar to your answer, um, in terms of actual favorites, um, Crash Bandicoot's up there for me. Loved Crash Bandicoot. Uh, Tetris, my mom was a huge uh, puzzle game lady okay so dr mario dr robotnik's mean bean machine tetris those were all uh mainstays living in my brain um love tetris i blame that for like my weird i definitely in college went through like a russia phase uh and i blame tetris for that 
Okay. Um, but I would say probably Crash Bandicoot would be okay. like number one. However, if we're looking at it from the point of view, like how, what game have I sunk the most time into? It's right. probably Rocket League, which okay. is like a soccer game with race cars. And yes. I, I have spent so much time and so much money on that game. And you couldn't tell from watching me play. <laughs> I'm just awful. But, uh, but I have played that game an alarming amount, like several, several years. You know, I'm a little surprised your answer wasn't on this one here uh, is Guitar Hero, because I know you've got the. Uh, well, again, speaking of that, that's another one that I've sunk way too much time into now. And now that there's a black market for rock band. Right now that our library is just endless now, like we we're having to start making set lists like pre-made set lists, because if you're just playing the like, oh, let me search through the songs and see what I want to play. There's just too many. Right. Like you won't even get halfway through the alphabet and you're like, we've been playing for three hours. Yeah. Uh, so that's true. Rock band is another one that's tonight, actually in that time. Tonight you're putting together a whole concert, uh, a whole concert there for basically like a theme. Like, we've got like a yacht rock playlist. We've got nice. um, like goofy internet songs, um, some Disney ones. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, which by the way, not for nothing. The greatest guess, take a wild guess. What is the greatest Disney song to play on Rock Band? Uh, okay, so older, before or after um, Little Mermaid? After Little Mermaid. After Little Mermaid, okay. Because that's kind of when Disney's renaissance is considered after like Little mm-hmm. Mermaid kind of started it. Um, oh, uh, what's the name of that song? From like, for some reason, I have that um, from Aladdin, and I can't think of the name of the song right away. But it's the one jump in front of the bread line. That is fun. That is fun. However, uh, the most fun song to play and play on expert, by the way, which we never do. Luna okay. and I do not really typically play on expert, but it's one of those songs that because it's again charted by like an individual, they only charted expert, which is a pain in the ass. However, it is the song from the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Okay. Now, now I'm gonna tell you why it's the best. The the theme song, like the dun dun da da dun dun da dun dun da dun Okay. Yes. Now it's fun. Because they have like a bass line to it, and they've got you know the, you're as as lead guitar, you're basically playing like all the string instruments, right? And obviously drum is drum, and that's great. But the best part of playing that song in rock band is the vocals. There are, there are vocals in that song that I miss lyrics. No, there are not. <laughs> when you're playing vocals on that song. It is charted for you to go like that's it says like on the that is wonderful it is amazing and we we discovered it because we were playing it once with some friends and our friend plays our friend James plays expert drums so he's having the ball and the rest of us we're like getting to play anything we're like what the hell is this so so we finally after enough tries, we were like, all right, let's just set everything to expert. We'll see what happens. 
And then that came out. Like the guitar is fun to play, the bass is fun to play, but the vocals are the best part. <laughs> Just beatboxing to to Pirates of the Caribbean, and it's a that, that is wonderful. Yes. So a just a plus all around. Black Market Rock Band is the shiz and is now officially my favorite game. So there you go. <laughs> what is your favorite book? Um, uh, I loved a lot of Bruce Campbell's books, which I know are like autobiographies, but like yeah, that's still a book. Um, if Chins Could Kill is really, really good. So because he writes exactly how he talks, so it's very funny and very charming. Um. I got yelled at in my English class for reading uh, the sequel to that book. Uh, so if Chins Could Kill was the first book, and then the, the book that takes place right after that one ends is called Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way. Okay. And uh, which doesn't really relate at all. The, the title's just whatever. But the teacher was like, okay, we don't need to be learning that right now. Um, yeah, probably if Chins Could Kill. That's like, okay. don't get me wrong. Love Dr. Seuss. Like there's a lot, there's plenty of books out there that, that I've enjoyed, but I think, I think if chins could kill, cause that was the first one that popped up in my head. Uh, uh, Anthony Bourdain's kitchen confidential. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Wonderful read. Um, because again, much like you talked about with Bruce Campbell, it's written a lot in a lot of the way that, that Anthony talks. Um, and he is very pull no punches, um, but it's not necessarily just about kitchen life. I mean, a lot of it is, um, but he'll go off on tangents on stuff. He, you know, spends a whole chapter bad mouthing Emerald Lagasse, I think, at the time. And stuff amazing, like that. But, amazing. Um, but the book itself is absolutely wonderful, uh, absolutely wonderful read. Um, all of Anthony's books were really good, um, but Kitchen Confidential was like the first one. And it's definitely the one that made him famous. Um, great read, great read. So, uh, next question. Uh, boy, is this my kids? This is a this is a gysi moment if I've ever seen one. Have you subscribed to the Hyper Sisters? Uh, I will now, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, go uh, go to YouTube, search Hyper Sisters. It's a bunch of their like fun videos of them like running up and down and playing with video stuff. It's uh, I will I will try to find a link for it in the in look for the link in the description of the the episode here. Um. Next question. By the way, my kid throw a commercial right in the middle of the, right in the middle of the questions. That's that's the best. Um, uh, it's is, hyper sisters. Two words, by the way. Hyper, hyper sisters. Two sisters. words. Yeah. Yes. Who is your favorite famous person? So let's make it non wrestling. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so that's going to make me. That's going to have to make me think about it, though. Um, well, I've already got my answer. If that makes it easier. Go ahead. So it's going to sound very like you know calling something from the last 15 minutes but uh brendan frazier is my okay is my favorite famous person and has been for a very very long time um now recently he's been like the internet in general has seemingly been rooting for him right uh, and there was like a story that came out because he was being interviewed about something and they mentioned that like tiktok was like going bananas that he got a gig with martin scorsese and and like yes. he got like choked up about it and i'm like yeah because People want to see him succeed because he's a good dude. Um, as a weird aside, and I'm not making this up, all throughout high school, I got told this is like the most insulting compliment that I think has ever been uttered. 
and uttered very regularly. I was told that I reminded people of Brendan Fraser. And this okay. is like, you know, the mummy was still a thing. Like, okay, he's hot. Great. And then when pressed to explain further, it was not like, oh, well, you're attractive like him. Or, oh, you've got a similar, like, face as him. It was, I don't know, you kind of have, like, the same facial expressions. So I was, like, a less attractive cousin, basically. Right. And I was like, great, going to drown myself. <laughs> so I feel there's, like, a weird, you know, kindred spirit with, with the actual Brennan Fraser. So, okay. Uh, so I think Brennan Fraser is probably my, my favorite famous person. Um. I think I've got uh, again. I got a one A and a one B here. Um, act acting wise, uh, I, I I can't think of too many things that Ryan. Though Ryan Reynolds plays the same character over and over again. Uh, <laughs> okay. Damned, damned if I'm not going to stop and watch it every time he does it, though. True. Uh, you know, it's just like so. Ryan Reynolds definitely feels like somebody I'd want to have a drink with. Um, so I really like him and. Uh, uh, I, I've had I've had a I've been a huge fan of Alton Brown like forever in my life. Okay. Uh, since like Good Eats first started, uh, but and this was this is going to sound weird, but it's true. The older he gets, um, the more he looks like my dad. Um, Interesting. And it's really weird. And for some reason, that has given me some sort of weird connection to him now because it because he he has a lot of similar mannerisms to my father. Um, and you know, not that I'm looking to replace my dad in any way, shape or form, but I don't know. It's just something about that. That's, you know, like anytime he's on TV or something like that, I, I stop to watch, um, cause I, I love the stuff he does anyway. Uh, and he's coming, he's doing a live show. We hope at least, uh, with COVID being what it is, uh, hopefully it'll still happen, uh, that I really want to make sure I go see at some point when he comes through town. So, uh, Excellent. next question. Oh, here's a fun one. Um, can you beat, can you beat Shinamite in connect four? Ooh, good question. How's, how's your connect four game? Uh, you know what? I'm a little out of practice. I'll be honest, but I am uh very competitive and I like to cheat. So I feel okay. like I got decent odds. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, yes. Uh, Cheyenne, if, if I do let you listen to this, I can totally beat you in connect four. I don't even know why you're asking me, <laughs> you know, better daddy, daddy's going to win. Um, and by the way, I don't let my kids win. Um, oh, interesting. Like, okay. They, no, we're very big on like, listen, if you win, you're going to, you, when you win, you celebrate the win because you beat me fair and square. I don't like, I, I don't like pull wins and stuff like that. I don't let them win just to like give them the joy of it per se. Um, like when Cheyenne beats me on like Smash Brothers and stuff like that, she's legitimately beaten me. Um, and she deserves to win and deserves to celebrate it. Um, because I don't believe kids should just be given, given victories. We actually had a kid that came to one of Cheyenne's birthday parties one year, um, that you could tell got like, would constantly be given the wins and stuff like that. And when she didn't win at bowling, cause we did a bowling party one year, uh, she walked away and cried and I'm like, that's issue parenting right there. Yeah. <laughs> so stop letting your kid win. They'll learn that losing happens sometimes. What is your favorite sport? Uh, Cheyenne, I love you. You're asking a, a sport question to two two guys that probably don't watch anything other than professional wrestling. But um, 
So I guess we'll keep pro wrestling out of the, this this question then, because I know that you're and my probably both our main answers. Do you have another sport you're interested in at all other than that? Absolutely. Uh, oh, good. Okay. We are, we are currently in the 2021 uh, oh, World God. Marble League. I knew you were going to say that, the Marble uh, thing. I love and it. And so O-Rangers, you know, are my team. But, uh, you know, uh, it's been a tough, tough battle this time around. And, um, I, you know, I'm just proud of all the the uh, combatants and, and athletes. And, you know, just got to gotta just watch it for the love of the sport, if nothing else. Of course. Um, I mean, I say I'm a Yankees fan. I say I'm a Giants fan. I love New York sporting teams. The only other sport I like to go watch like I would pay money to get a seat and sit down and watch is hockey. Oh, that's true. What's funny is with hockey is I feel like it's the exact same uh, energy as wrestling. Yeah. Like I tell people all the time, you don't have to know anything about hockey. You don't have to know anything about wrestling. If you can get there in person, you feel that energy. Right. When that crowd starts going bananas, you're like, I don't care how soft-spoken a sports fan you are. Yeah. You go to a hockey game and someone starts getting roughed up. You're like, look, I ain't leaving until I'm seeing blood on this ice. Right. Like, that's just, it's just, it's infectious. And so um, I feel like wrestling is the same way. Yeah. What is your spirit animal? Ooh, uh, I'd say probably a manatee would probably be my spirit animal. Okay. Or, or, or a, a one B would be a possum. Manatees and possums. Both okay. Great. So I have a color scheme going. Um, I always wanted a, a pet possum. That would be, I don't know if that's just because I'm yeah. a or what, but uh, that's always, that's always been the dream. Uh, my spirit animal is a uh, somewhat aged bulldog. Um, okay, English, that. Eng- English bulldog. Uh, not that I have anything against the French bulldog or the American bulldog, but I want the, really short, stocky, wrinkly face, like snoring, drooling. And like I said, a little older, so I want one that's a little, like, they've they've had their time. They're a little lazier now. Uh, they like to sleep a lot. That would be, that would be my, uh, that would be my spirit animal. What is your favorite color? What's your favorite color? <laughs> oh, very nice. But I feel like I'm on the bridge of a, <laughs> so. Blue. No, green. Ah, yeah. ah um, exactly. Um, uh, no, green. Green for me is a favorite color of mine. Green. That's actually one of the colors that uh, Luna and I wanted to use for our wedding. And apparently nobody else likes green because it was very hard to come by in terms of like anything really? related to a tuxedo or like anything related to a dress. That's uh, the dress. The, uh, the tuxedo part surprises me. I feel like you should have been able to get it like a vest and a tie. They didn't. They didn't uh, have anything green in that episode? Very, it was very rough. It was like, we wow. didn't want lime green. We wanted like kind of like a foresty green. And then we were just like, that's not really a color people do. And we're like, okay, green. See, that's surprising because I would almost expect that you would want to go the lime green. I am pretty obnoxious. But no, we were trying to go for like a darker green. Actually, I think probably the original idea was I had a really, really awesome pair of uh, Green Lantern uh uh, Chuck Taylor shoes. Right. And so I think we were trying to match the color to those. Nice. And uh, we just had a hell of a time with it. Okay. Very interesting that my color also has a wedding story. Uh, my favorite oh. color is purple. 
and uh, Shelly's favorite color is yellow. So our wedding colors were pretty easy. We just went purple and yellow. Uh, and the whole idea was is that me and my groomsmen were going to wear purple vests and ties, and Shelly's bridesmaids would all wear yellow dresses. Um, and because she had a couple of uh, blonde-haired uh, white friends in her party, uh, they revolted because apparently they said uh, blonde women can't wear yellow. It looks horrible on them. Uh, so uh, Shelly acquiesced just to shut them up, uh, and we switched. So her bridesmaids wore purple dresses, and the groomsmen all wore yellow. Uh, and I hated every second of it because okay. I don't like the way I look in yellow either, but it's Shelly's favorite color, so I shut up and dealt with it. But uh, purple, 100% my favorite color. What's your favorite YouTuber? Other than Hyper Sisters? Um... Other than the Hyper Sisters. My kids love YouTube, so this is uh, not a surprise. <laughs> they watch um... a lot of people play um, like Roblox and um, Minecraft. That's their, their go-tos, but... It's a great question. Um, I watch an alarming amount of like reviews and nonsense on YouTube. Um, I would also say uh, this is my time for a quick plug. Uh, although it's not the preferred way to watch, uh, Kate Nix is putting on an, a, a slightly different version of her infamous uh, online streaming show, the Lullaby Lounge Novelty Hour. Mm-hmm. It's going to be debuting on the 17th of this month, uh, and it will stream live on Twitch, on Facebook, and on YouTube. So if you're not subscribed to the Kate Nix YouTube channel, make sure you are, because that show is going to be incredible. Um, I've watched little bits and pieces of what they're working on, and it is so bonkers. Um, let's see, what are my subscriptions here on YouTube? Uh, I like Cosmonaut Variety Hour. He's, uh, okay. He's very good. He's a uh, uh, movie reviewer. Uh, Checkoff27 is a video game reviewer who is very obnoxious. Uh, Glitch Buddies, uh, which is a Let's Play channel uh, run by former cyberspace champion Kai Faden uh-huh. and his uh, cast of characters, which is fantastic. Uh, oh, and Internet Comment Etiquette. Love his work. Okay. Uh, for me, let's see, what are some of the stuff? Cause I have about a billion things too. Um, what are the ones I go to the most lately? Uh, I really like one called heavy spoilers, um, okay. where they do a lot of reviews and like Easter eggs for, especially for the Marvel stuff was, uh, is usually pretty interesting. Uh, he does it in a fun way. Uh, I, we, I used to watch a decent amount of, uh, Tim tracker, who is a, uh, oh, local Orlando, local Orlando guy who goes to the theme parks a lot, but uh, he's got a kid now, and obviously with COVID, they did a lot of stuff in their house for a while, so it was interesting to see like how he kind of pivoted to being at home and and having a new kid and stuff like that. So that was that was interesting. But he's starting to go back to the obviously been going back to the theme parks again recently. Um, uh, uh, you know, you've been watching lately because I've gotten back into my Phil Singer game stuff recently because uh, I bought uh, a couple of the uh, independent sets. Uh, so, like, I have an Effie card and I have a Danhausen card now and stuff like that. But there's a guy on there called uh, the channel is GWF Promoter, uh, and he uses the um, Champions of the Galaxy online system to hold cards. And he 
rolls them out and has matches. And I don't know why I'm so stuck into watching his the cards he puts together. But darned if I won't watch like a guy fake roll dice on a on a hey, man. computer screen for a while. I watch I um, watch weird ASMR videos to fall asleep at night. So there you know go. what? No judgment here. Um, and, and I'm trying to think. Uh, the other one probably uh, that uh, me and Cheyenne used to watch a lot of, and we haven't watched a lot of recently. Uh, is one called Food Wishes, okay. um, which is a guy that I, I found out is originally from like my area of upstate New York. His mom lives in my hometown, uh, and uh, it's this guy Chef John, and he just has different stuff that he makes, and he's a and a, his recipes are really good. And every once in a while, we'll watch him cook up a recipe. But he he films it in such a way that the only thing you see is what he's cooking in like his hands. It's not just like, you know, him cooking. It's him, him voicing it over about what he's doing. Uh, it's just, and the way he does it, he's just the personality works. So those are probably my probably my favorites right now. Okay. So, and uh, last but not least, Cheyenne's final question here. Uh, will you let Cheyenne on the IndieCast? Ooh. Uh, uh, Cheyenne, you, uh, I hate to break it to you, kiddo. You just were. Uh, we did a whole we did a whole episode with you. The ultimate swerve. Uh, uh, and she's been on the show before, though. Uh, so that's True. the funny part. She, uh, she when we had David David Mercury on because David Mercury's her favorite wrestler. Uh, I let her ask the the lightning round questions. Um, we may be working on having another one of her favorite wrestlers on pretty soon. I don't want to spoil anything because I know what happens when I curse it. Um, but when that particular talent comes on, uh, I will probably let Cheyenne ask her, even though. That person I'm thinking of, she's been on the show before, um, but it's been a while. So, so we might have to just re-ask her all the questions. Um, so true. we might hit her with a lightning round because when this person was first on, she was like just starting out. Uh, this is a, a a whole different person now. So, um, so yeah. So shy, you can probably be on sometime. You're not doing a whole episode though. It's this is the closest you're getting. There you go. Do a whole episode. So. Uh, Zach Romero, since we have officially uh, drained my kids' questions out here, uh, <laughs> do you uh, do you have any, uh, since I'm trying to speak nicely because my kids may be listening, uh, this would be the time of the episode to uh, get your stuff in. Oh, okay. Uh, anything you'd like to anything you'd like to hype here? I know Fully Gimmick put up a whole bunch of stuff recently. So That's true. That's very true. So, yes, we actually just did a whole big merch dump. Um, we've got some new stuff for Ronnie Bass Jr. We've done uh, – we've started – started doing our first posters uh there's a couple of ronnie bass posters there's a uh david mercury poster that's up now uh also in the ever-growing fully gimmicked chibi collection we just did uh delilah doom which which is our first project with her uh and we also are dropping our first uh wrestler vhs tape uh derek dillinger nice art and violence of derek dillinger will be dropping here any day now um, and it is a fully functioning VHS tape. It's two hours of some of his really fantastic singles work. And uh, it was very exciting to put all, put this all together. So if you happen to be a big hipster uh, and also a fan of Derek Dillinger's work, or you just want the art piece to just kind of stand on its own, um, keep your eyes peeled and fully gimmicked. And we did our first uh, Sue Young merch in forever. We did an updated uh, roster of the select a variant uh Sue Young shirt, which goes through a bunch of different variations of her throughout her career. 
that and, that image uh, that shirt is wonderful by the way i just i saw oh, that go you. up today and uh i forwarded that to a friend of mine who is a huge so young fan so i'm sure you'll probably have a sale pretty soon wonderful wonderful also again uh lullaby lounge novelty hour since we are sponsoring that show uh kate nick's doing an incredible job with an amazing cast of characters and puppets and songs and skits it's like a well, depending on how old our, our demographic is, uh, it's like a new internet Carol Burnett show. Um, or The Muppets. I guess The Muppet Show would probably make more sense. But nevertheless, uh, it's going to be the the season premiere is August the 17th at, I believe, 8 o'clock uh, Eastern. It'll be on Twitch and YouTube and Facebook. Just search Lullaby Lounge or Kate Nakes and you should be able to find it. Um, and yeah, we got some other projects coming up on the horizon. Um yeah, just follow Fully Gimmicked. We're doing all kinds of stuff. And oh, we also dropped the uh, the big game Leroy Tiger Electronic handheld games. Uh, those will be at a merch table shortly. Uh, we're going to be doing another run of game cartridges for him, and we're working on some other projects too. So yeah, we got all kinds of cool stuff coming. There so look at fullygimmick.com. Go grab yourself some merch. While you're there, grab yourself some IndieCast or Wrestling Nerd merch. Yes. At, uh, and yeah, good things, good things. Done straight out of uh, THF Labs and uh, the yeah. evil mind of uh, of uh, one American dad as himself, Jesse Long, the uh, the Brian Danielson variant, uh, as he has been tubbed on the uh, on the on uh, Team Hammerfist. Right. Uh, as for us, uh, follow us all over the place at Indycast, I N D Y K A S T. Uh, you can find us. Follow Team Hammerfist at uh, T E A M H A M M A F I S T. Kate Nix at uh, the Goblin Mother, uh, mm-hmm. and listen to her stuff when uh, her we're taking some of her previous episodes and uploading them as uh, podcasts. And you should totally listen to those and everything we do here on the uh, Wrestling Nerds Radio Network uh, and uh, WrestlingNerds.us. If you want to uh, find all of our links and merch and stuff like that, it's all right there. WrestlingNerds.us. WrestlingNerds.us. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, I think that about covers it for this week. So uh, uh, thank you all for listening, for being there dozens and dozens of being a wrestling nerd. Uh, until next time, everybody, uh, I, am Daddy, I am Daddy Maximus. There you go. And I'm Hi. good luck. Steamboat. There you go. And hey. until next time, everybody, uh, we always say, <laughs> Lucy's. Hope I don't poop today. Hercules Mulligan! A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. Pardon me. Might I suck my own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. It's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are. We're touching wieners. Not touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Love dick. Birds don't give a fuck about your life.